0: Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone. As he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, now, up to to bat, bat, Brett Boone. Coming up on the draft, I've never been in the war room. I've been on the phone, chipping in. Nobody ever listened to me anyway when when we came down to the pick, (laughs) but... Take me just briefly inside the war room, what we call it. Uh, Grady's, for those of you listening to the Boone Podcast, Grady's about to go up to Oakland and and start preparing for the draft. And uh, you were telling me off air, each club goes to their city for the draft. The main draft is is ran out of uh, New York. I'm going to be at the MLB Studios at the All-Star Game. I'll be chipping in my two cents, you know. Uh, not knowing anything about this year's draft or the players. But take take, uh, take us briefly through that war room, that lead up to the draft, the conversations <laughs> behind the scenes, who's involved. Uh, just your brief scenario of that.
1: Uh, well, in our case here in Oakland, and I've kind of done it wherever I was with Texas for a few years and San Diego for five, I like to engage our entire scouting staff in the draft. So I've had basically everybody there. But I start the first three or four days with just the cross-checkers, the guys that have gone around and seen, you know, the better players in the country. And we start talking about the top sixty. So in most drafts, you can get through three, four, possible five rounds in 60 players. Because teams just tend to see things different the deeper into the draft you go. So we sit around the room. We look at video. We look at numbers. Uh, we listen to the scouts talk. Uh, your report versus my report, and collectively come up with a slot up on that board that we're currently going to put you. So you know, Brett Boone, you're going to slide into third in our first column, or whatever it may be. And you just work your you just work your way through this. Now, when it's all said and done. You're going to have boards filled with four to five hundred players. I mean, it's mayhem. But it's that top 60 to 75 uh, that you're going to work off of once the draft starts uh, to get you through five, six, seven rounds.
0: They say to you, it's go time. Oakland's on the clock. Prepared. Is Is that decisions already made? Done? Yes. We're, yeah, we're, I mean,
1: we, we've we got these players ranked in the order in which we would take them. Most of the discussion about a player has already been done, satisfied. This is how we like them. We like Brett over Grady. So if Brett's there, we're taking him. If Brett's gone, we're going to Grady. It's uh, very seldom are you going to last-minute flip and go to another column to pull a player out unless – something crazy just happened.
0: And when you're talking today and you mentioned slots, much different now than it was when I was coming out in 1990. Oh, yeah. uh, today, there there is a slot in a, in a money amount in each, uh, each position in the draft. Now, Correct. that can fluctuate. Y- you may be able to save money here, add money here. The guy in the third round might be getting a lot more, n- more money than his slot, but that was kind of worked out before everything went down. That that draft pick's made. What happened next? Who calls him? Who talks to him? When does that process start? How quick does it start? That first-day first round pick.
1: Uh, you know, yeah, the area guy is usually the first guy to call him. He leaves the room, gives him a call, lets him know. Today, in today's world, every player's watching the draft on MLB, at least the first two rounds. Uh, you know, so it's cool to be able to have our TVs on and watch the families and everybody. You know raise holy hell and have a good time. Um, at some point, uh, in most cases, the GM will call that first rounder at some point in that day. Uh, but other than that, most of it's all the area scout.
0: Has it gotten easier, or tougher from a negotiation standpoint? So from say, we'll just use my generation as, as the comp, uh, 1990, you're drafting, uh, pick somebody in the second round uh, versus 2023 you're you're drafting x person in the second round is it easier now to know all right this is going to be a sign versus back then because back then the money wasn't the same so you had to compete with that with that stanford full ride nowadays a little different in the first round second round third round we we just had jay johnson who just uh the LSU head coach that won the world series. We just had him on talking about the college game and how different it is now to recruit, because if you're drafting the first round out of high school, second round out of high school, third round out of high school, you're not getting that guy coming to college. Whereas right. in my day, Hey, that, that Stanford scholarship matches up pretty good with the cash that say the Oakland A's are offering the, the, the challenges of 2023 versus 1990, uh, the pros and the cons of the two different eras.
1: Okay, so back in your day, it was, uh, you know, the area guy was checking in on you. Are you ready for the draft? Are you prepared? Uh, where, do you, where do you think you're going to go in this draft? You would ask questions like, are you signable through the top five rounds? If not, what would be the holdup? Um, in today's game, these things are all worked out prior to picking the player. And it's usually done between the GM and or the scouting director. Sometimes a cross checker might get involved, but, you know, we're checking with four or five guys uh, with their agents, maybe a little bit with the family or the player, but mostly with their representatives. Uh, you know, if this player is available in the third round, can we get him done for our slot? And, you know, there's games being played out there. There's, Guys that just outbid themselves because somebody invents, well, I have a club that's offered 400, and your slot's only 325. So if he does get to you, uh, I would prefer that you pass. You know, a lot of games being played, but we would be better off if we stayed off the phones. I can tell you that.
0: It seems a more efficient process now. Uh, a lot less of the unknown once the the players. Yeah, everybody agreed to for the most right. part. So right. So do you ever come up with a situation where that agent, that player, a particular pick, and I'm sure, it not as often as in past years, where they throw you a curveball and, and you kind of go, wait a minute, we we'd already agreed to this. Well, no, I heard it differently. Is there ever that situation?
1: Uh, yeah, of course there is, but it, it's 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 happening far less. It's right. random. Um, you might even take a player uh, somewhere between 5 and 10 that you're, you're really attracted to, but you're not getting enough information about his signability truly out there. You know, you could have a kid that says, listen, I'll, I'll sign between 5 and 10, but if you don't give me $400,000, I'm not signing. And it's up to you to make a gut decision about this guy's going to walk away from three hundred. Uh, to go in the seventh round to go back to college. Eh, I'm not sure about that. Right. So, you know, it's, it's, it's that feel, it's that instinct.
0: And you talk a lot about the character of the player. I would think um, that if you do have a situation where, where an agent throws you a curveball, uh, now that goes into your evaluation of the character of the agent. And in the future, if you're, if you're double crossed one time, Hey, wait a minute. Now in the future with that agent, you know, he's got to kind of mind his B's and Q's for his reputation alone. Like, no, no, we're not even going to mess with you because of what you did to us last year. Sure. So sure. I guess there's a lot of that going on. Um. Take your business further with a smart and flexible American express business gold card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash card. All your days, you've, you've signed a ton of guys. Uh, and, and you probably won't be able to pick one. But if you could, who's your, mo- your, your proudest sign? I know that's a tough question because there's a lot. I can
1: go right to it if you're talking about early in the draft.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Zito, Barry Zito. I had seen Barry by accident as a junior in high school. I saw him as a senior in high school. I saw him at UC Santa Barbara. I saw him at Pierce Junior College. And I saw him at SC. And I saw him in the Cape. And at no time did I think Barry Zito was a top 10, 15 pick in the first round. Nice pitcher, average heater, pretty good breaker. Where's the command going to be? Where's the changeup going to be? Blah, blah, blah. This was 98, I'm going to say. Yeah, that sounds right. And I remember being in Richmond, Virginia, and I just left the game and I stopped at an apples and had some chicken wings and a beer. And I'm scratching my head. It's about a month away from the draft. I'm scratching my head of all the guys that I've seen that aren't going to be there when I pick. And the guys that are going to be there that some of our scouts or the game of baseball really thinks are going to go in the top 10 and I'm not on, them. not, I just, I can't seek my teeth into them. I've got issues with deliveries. I've got issues with touch and feel. I've got all kinds of things going through my head. So I take out a napkin, the old school napkin trick, and start scratching names. And I look at myself and I said, you know, I've seen all these guys. I haven't seen one guy even come close to outpitching Barry Zito. I got no problems with his arm action. I got no problems with his physical frame. I got no problems with his delivery. His changeup's getting better. Everybody knew his curveball in college turned up turned into a hammer in the pro game. And I remember in that draft telling Billy, listen, I'm not telling you this guy is an ace. I'm just telling you this guy's coming to the big leagues. He's gonna get there fast and he's gonna be part of the or- part of the rotation for five, six, maybe seven years. And uh, everybody was good with that. But the bottom line is, you know, the guy wins a Cy Young like an hour after I take him. And I, I'm smarter than I am. You know, I turned out <laughs> smarter than I look. And uh, But it was funny signing him because I tried to cut a deal with his agent because I explained to the agent, listen, let's do something that helps both of us out. If I don't take Barry Zito, I'm going to give you 48 hours to go figure out where Barry's going to go in the draft. And the best he could come up with was like uh, Colorado at 21. And I said, okay, I'll give you that. Even though Bob Gebhardt, the GM, is a big radar gun guy and Barry's out there flipping it at 90. When it all comes down to it, it's going to be a hard call for Colorado to take Barry. So I ended up cutting a deal and that allowed me to sign Gerald Laird, who was a under control player uh, from the year uh, before. And we got both of those players done.
0: On the flip side, still to this day, is there anybody that that wakes you up at night that got away, you went against your gut, whatever it may be like, how did I miss that?
1: Oh God, where does that closet empty out to? Um, well, I certainly didn't think Barry Bonds would hit fifty bombs a year. How's that? I had him pretty high. He was athletic. I never thought he was a defensive player that everybody said he was going to be. Extremely hitterish. Uh, for me, I just—it was hard for me to put all this power together in college. Did I think he would hit some homers? Yeah. Did I think he'd end up having the best disciplined? I, in baseball, with 50 bombs a year, no.
0: I love I love stuff like this, though, because you were there. You scouted him in college. So yeah. give me an honest answer, Grady Fuson. If Brett Boone and Grady Fuson are sitting down having dinner, we just came back from Arizona State. Now I'm in a time capsule now, but I said, Grady, all right, we're, we're making a decision on bonds. What do you think, how many home runs is he going to hit at his peak in the big leagues? What would your answer be back then?
1: Back, in, back when he was coming out of college, it's yeah. fifteen
0: to twenty, and, and that's what makes this game so hard. You just never know. Even the guys that have the experience that you have, uh, overall, oh, the, yeah. all your years. This it's it's an awesome discussion. Uh, I wish you the best. Have a great uh, draft. Hopefully, you get some. You need some. You need some help right now up in Oakland. I can see that. <laughs> yeah, we,
1: we need some help.
0: And, and for you listening to the Boone podcast, this is one of my favorite stories. And I don't remember. Grady Grady was uh, assistant general manager, as he mentioned, with the Padres for five years, with the uh, Texas Rangers. John Hart was, was the GM at the time. Tell the Boone podcast the story about Brett Boone's batting practice. I want to hear it again.
1: Oh, oh my God. God. Uh, so in Texas, well, obviously, the, the, the other ballpark, now they have a new one our offices, the baseball department was on the third floor in dead center field. And straight down below my office was the Nolan Ryan playground. So it had all these little uh, rides and things that kids could do before you got, you looked out to the center field wall. So I'm in my office, Seattle's taking BP and something hits the glass in my window. I'm going, what the hell just happened here? Some bird flying to my window or what? And another one hits the window. Well, my assistant who's in the office next door, he always had a pair of binoculars in his his office. And I went over there. I said, who's hitting? Is that, he goes, that's Brett Boone. I said, he's hitting balls (laughs) over center field and one hopping our window on the third floor? You got to be kidding me. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that had to be 450, 460. Yeah, hard to do BP distance.
0: I love it because Grady told me that story when I came over to Oakland. I didn't remember. I But then when he took me back, I thought, I do remember taking BP on a day in Texas, and that wind was really helping. So balls were flying that day. But I love telling that story. You know, I'm getting older now. I like to toot my horn from time yeah. to time. Grady Fuson, this is awesome. It's been a pleasure having you on. I appreciate the the inside, the intel leading up to the draft. I think the people listening to the Boom Podcast are going to love it. Good luck in the draft. I'll see you soon. And that's all we got for today. For those of you listening to the Boom Podcast, I appreciate you listening, and we'll see you next time. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.